Welcome to What a Scream, the horror movie podcast where I, your host, Ukraine, chats with a special guest every week about horror films. And in particular, we talk about two films that have to do with a topic that I've previously randomly chosen. So this week, this subject is sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Um... This is such a hot topic right now because we've got this, like, anti-sex vibe going on recently with the younger generation. I don't know. It's so weird. It's so strange. Like, for me personally, sex is just an expression of something. And, like, why would you want to not have that in art? Like, it's so weird. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's it's just sex. It's just sex, it's just nudity, you know, as long as it's consensual, not exploitative. It's all good, it's all good. Um, So this week, my special guest is Alice from the Drunken Horror podcast. And together, we are talking about two sexy, sexy films, or at least films that have sex. Um, So the first one we are going to be looking at is X from 2022, directed by Ty West. And the second one is from 1975. It is Shivers, directed by David Cronenberg. So enjoy our sexy little chat about sex and horror. So I would like to welcome to What a Scream, Alice. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Uh, it's a, a Sunday afternoon. I'm still in my pajamas, but sure. Look, listen, it's the only way to podcast, isn't it? In your pajamas. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> uh, so, would you like to introduce yourself and let listeners know who you are and what you do? Uh, yeah. So, I am. I'm Alice. Um, by day, I make websites, and by night, I host a, a podcast called Drunken Horror. Uh, with two other friends of mine um, and we basically very similar to what you do we just chat about movies horror movies and um, we have a little drink um, whilst we do it so um, (laughs) we tend to kind of try and segue in whatever we're drinking to the film it's kind of at the start we were going oh I made this like chucky cocktail that I found online and now it's like oh it's wine because like (laughs) The word grape is mentioned at one point in this movie or something like that. <laughs> oh, that's such a good idea, though. Um, yeah, and, and horror is always better discussed when there's alcohol involved, in my opinion. Like, there has been a few podcasts where I have drank pretty much the majority of a bottle of wine doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's always, it's always more interesting. Um, so how did you get into horror? And do you remember what the first horror film was you ever saw? So I so I studied film um, at kind of college and university. Um, so that's when I kind of I really got into film. I watched loads of films as a kid. That was I didn't really go outside and do things. I was I was I was in watching films a lot, um, and I was quite scared of things when I was younger. Like Ursula from The Little Mermaid terrified me. Like I <laughs> I um. 
I wasn't one of those uh, kids whose parents got them into horror, really. Like my my dad doesn't like horror. My mum doesn't like horror. So I think it wasn't really until I was studying film where I first properly got into it. So I'd, I can never really remember what the first horror I saw. It was probably like a Hitchcock, mm. I think, as like the kind of like a pure horror Um and it was it was either Psycho or The Birds, I think, um, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it's kind of it kind of stemmed from that really, and it's like my favorite genre to to watch. It's my comfort <laughs> genre. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's always really interesting that we've always got these two types of horror fans: ones who like saw The Exorcist at age five because their parents yeah. got them into it, or like people <laughs> that kind of stumble it on by themselves. Um, yeah, so let's um, let's kick off and let let's chat about this very interesting subject, which I picked out. Um, so I picked out sex in horror. Um, so what do you think about this subject? I think it's it's a great subject to talk <laughs> about, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but like, but especially with horror, it kind of goes hand in hand, right? Like, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a big fan of the slasher genre, so sex is very much prominent throughout that uh, that subgenre. Uh, so yeah, you can't really have a horror movie without a bit of sex involved in it. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's because both fear and sex are quite primal things. Like they do go hand in hand when it when it comes to horror, but it's they're also both both sex films and horror films of both been plagued by you know controversy and censorship and um so yeah there it's a really interesting thing when it's mixed and obviously like you said slashers have an interesting relationship with sex it was always like oh the virgin is the final girl and you know the girls who have sex die first and um and then we've got stuff like one of the films we're going to explore today is all about you know sex in different um age groups and then also we go into like sexual assault areas as well so it's like yeah it really seems to go linked hand in hand with the horror films yeah definitely and it's also I think I find horror has awoken some weird sexual stuff for me as well (laughs) like some of the like some of the most fucked up characters you're like Ooh, what's going on here? Why do I like really fancy you? Like, <laughs> I know, like especially when you think about like Hellraiser and mm-hmm. what that did for a whole generation. Um, yeah, it's it's really strange. Like a lot of people I talk to, they're like, "Oh, this film is my sexual awakening." Whether it is stuff like Jennifer's Body or Hellraiser or you know whatever, it's just yeah, yeah something about fear that obviously gets people turned on. I guess. <laughs> exactly it's very bizarre (laughs) we're all very messed up people yeah exactly uh so let's um no one thing I did want to touch on before we go into our movie discussions so there's been a lot of chat recently mainly from Gen Zers about you know sexual scenes in films should be censored um and all this kind of almost puritanical take on sex I guess what is your view on that what is your take on that oh I think it's it's a little bit ridiculous really (laughs) (laughs) I think that like sex sex scenes are perfectly fine in movies I think that 
you know, there are times where if it's like, if it is a sexual assault, um, it can be a little bit like obviously it's shocking to see and if you're not in the right mood for it it can really mess up your day especially if you've got any trauma based around that but I don't think that anything should be censored because Mm -hmm. of that um yeah I just I think that you need more sex in films there's less and less sex in films I'm like you know give us more (laughs) that's why one of the movies we're talking about I chose that where it's like yes let's have all the sex (laughs) yeah and it definitely seems to be a pushback at the moment especially with stuff like uh, Infinity Pool coming out Mm -hmm. um like it seems that like past generations are now pushing back against this puritanical kind of movement and being like, no, we want more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. More. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> so let's kick off then. Let's um let's let's go into your choice of film. Would you like to introduce it and give a brief synopsis, please? Yes, of course. So um the movie I have chosen is X. Farmer's daughter, take one. I need to be famous, Wayne. All the best people are. There ain't nobody else out there like you. You know why? Why? Because you got that X factor. Our days of struggling may soon be over. Hollywood, here we come. I just want me. So this is it. Our own studio backlog. You're looking for a place to stay. Oh, yes, sir. That's one ugly son bitch. And my wife, Pearl, is next door. So I would appreciate a little discretion. I just want You don't know what we're doing, does he? Well, it's better to beg for forgiveness and ask for permission. Would you like to come inside? What's advice? I want to be in the movie. Well, you can't. The story can't just change midway through. If Daddy catches us, there's no telling what he might do. My wife is not well. It happens after dark. I'll do a little synopsis. I have just stolen this synopsis from um, IMDb. <laughs> um, but <laughs> um, it is a um, movie set in 1979. Um, and it's about a group of uh, adult movie actors um, and a small fil- film crew who arrive in a farmhouse occupied by an elderly couple in a desolate Texas countryside to film an adult movie. As the day shifts to the night, the visitors slowly realise that they are not safe and they are being targeted by a nearby enemy. Very ominous storyline that IMDb is. (laughs) (laughs) So are you a fan of X? Oh, yeah, I loved it. Um, It was a movie that straight away intrigued me because being a fan of slashers, Mm. it's a little bit slashery. Um, And then I was very interested in how it deals with um sex workers in this because it's not always dealt with very well mm-hmm. um so and I thought well yeah we've got some sex workers and we've got a slasher movie this is going to be like a really great combo it's yeah. going to be very interesting um yeah I think it I think it's a fantastic movie I think it's done very well yeah when I I don't know I'm not a massive fan of it I'm not a massive okay. fan of Ty West um 
I I think it had it's one of those movies that's really divisive like I think it has a lot of pros and it has a lot of cons like I liked its treatment of sex workers I found it quite real and respectful and even when they're talking about so we've got uh Jenna Ortega she is helping out her boyfriend who's filming the the um the, the porno and she's quite like why would you do this like you know she to begin with she it's almost like she looks down on them um but then they kind of talk to her about it and she comes around and you know it had quite a respectful feel to it especially at a time when there was a lot of like exploitation obviously in the 70s it was like a big exploitation kind of um so I did feel it was quite respectful in that way but then I guess something we should touch on is its exploitation feel where yeah so the the unknown enemy or whatever the ominous imdb uh called it <laughs> turns out to be the older lady who lives in the farmhouse of which they are renting the another farm uh, building from and she wants to have sex but her husband is too old and has a heart condition and this turns her into a horny homicidal maniac um (laughs) and to me that felt quite like oh if you're old you're gross (laughs) you shouldn't be having sex and it just it felt a bit weird to me uh what was your opinion on that that whole controversy yeah I mean it it is that is a very good point um and yeah because I don't know how old them I was trying to like figure out the timeline from watching Pearl and then this and I was trying to figure out how old they're actually meant to be and I think they're meant to be like maybe in their 70s or 80s possibly yeah and I'm like they look like they're like 106 (laughs) something like that it's like like they look so decrepit Mm. um where you know and like people in their 70s and 80s can still have a very healthy sex life um and that's totally fine um but yeah I never I never actually like looked at it in that way I just kind Mm. of once I started I think it was this time around watching it I was trying to figure out the um timeline because I hadn't watched it since I was watched Pearl yeah so I was like okay now I kind of I can figure all that out um yeah like I I think that um excuse me um it's not it's not a very positive representation of of older people Mm -hmm. um um enjoying uh a healthy sex life still I don't think um yeah that's the guy is a one downside of it definitely yeah and it just felt I mean obviously we've got this kind of dichotomy between young women and older women and as well Mm -hmm. how they look because obviously like Mia Goth and Britney Snow and Jenna Ortega are very beautiful stunning women and then it's like, but look at this gross old lady. And, you know, <laughs> this is what they become. And it just felt a bit like once you hit a certain age, you're gross. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're kind of, you, you're not worthy of having, you know, a healthy sex life or pleasure or, yeah, it just felt a bit weird. Like, I understand he was going for a bit of a, you know, like a, a Mrs. Voorhees moment or you know like a a deep red moment where it's like it was the old woman all along yeah um, <laughs> but yeah it just felt a bit not a good representation and I guess especially because it kind of came out the same time as like Barbarian um yeah. and a few other films it was just like 
aren't old women's bodies disgusting? Yeah. Like that that is what audiences were meant to be looking at and being like, ugh. And yeah, it just made me feel a bit sad because you're just like, well, we're all going to get to that age and we shouldn't be looked at as monstrous. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We have enough of that everywhere yeah. else, right? As we <laughs> yeah. say, like, come on. Yeah, because yeah. there's even that scene with... Um, with the the filmmaker boyfriend, he's ne- his name's completely lost for me now. Um, and when uh, Pearl is trying to like come on to him, and he's just like absolutely disgusted at the fact yeah. that like <laughs> this older woman is like even just just even flirting with him slightly. Yeah. Like he's like, oh no! I was like, well, maybe he does deserve to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah it's just it's a bit weird and then there's that moment where she like basically sexually assaults um Maxine Mia Goth's character yeah that that's another scene that's been really like people have talked about it online and being like it's a sexual assault that's really brushed over and almost unnecessary for the film I don't know what your thoughts are on that scene yeah that scene made me feel quite uncomfortable um I was expecting there to be like a little bit more that will come out of that yeah but it is just totally just just brushed over that's something that happens and maybe maybe they were trying to do something like of the time mm. these kinds of sexual assaults probably would have just been brushed under and that's yeah. fine um but that's always a kind of an easy excuse to give these things right like oh but it's yeah. of the time it's in the 70s so mm. we so we're just representing that um but that's always the kind of yeah, that's the kind of throwaway thing that the director will say. Like, you yeah. know, so we'll, we'll do that. Um, yeah, I yeah, I think that that bit is um, yeah. I remember being feeling really uncomfortable mm. watching that, especially this second time round as well. I was a bit like, oh, <laughs> like what's going yeah. on here? Like, yeah. And it's even weirder when you find out that Mia Goth plays both Maxine and Pearl. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> The first time I watched it, I didn't pick up on it at all. <laughs> I was like, and then I was like reading up about it. I was like, oh yeah, obviously, like they look, like, look quite similar. Like when she like probably look at it. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think of? There's almost like a family dynamic between the the filmmakers. Uh, they they seem like a, you know like a ragtag bunch of misfits. Mm. Um, but I just it it is like a really interesting dynamic. We've got you know the the guy who's kind of pushing for it um what's his name I can't remember what his name is because I have terrible memory um but he's almost like this father figure um and he's got together all these actors and filmmakers uh what so what did you think of their relationship and dynamic and again it's a bit it's a little bit uncomfortable because I you can really see the age difference between Mm -hmm. him and Maxine um um and I was yeah again I was like is he just one of those actors that they've got in but he's actually going to be like 26 and like (laughs) Maxine is meant to be like 21 I don't know where it's fine or is it actually like quite an uncomfortable age difference um but he seems like quite a nice person can even if we forget about the kind of the potential age difference there um he feels it seems like he's quite supportive with everyone around him um he brings people together um and he he does keep this like nice family bond between them it doesn't really ever feel like any of these people are being exploited and they're there Mm. because they want to be there um and they want to make these sex films um so it's quite nice to kind of 
to have it done like that rather than it being like you need to be here because you owe me money or yeah. you know which we see all the time in various different movies whether mm. it's horror or not um so it's it is very nice to see this kind of like positive like family mm. unit um who are these groups of people who are making this film yeah and at, so at one point Jenna Ortega's character wants to get involved and at no point does it feel like she's being pressured into it like she just yeah. she comes to that conclusion herself and she's like well I want to kind of you know know what it's like and it, it's really nice that yeah it doesn't feel like she's being like exploited or pressured into it and even with the characterizations themselves every character has like a background um so Maxine we get glimmers of that she comes from a conservative like Pentecostal uh super religious family um and then Bobby Lynn as well she like you think she's going to be the mean girl but it turns out she's actually quite like she is you know she, a little bit she's got a hard exterior but she's actually really nice like she comes across Pearl at one point um near the the dock of like the pond and she's like are you okay like sometimes my granny gets confused can I help you like what can I do for you and she's really nice until obviously that bites her in the arse um (laughs) but and it just seems like they're all really nice people that are there off their own backs. The only person that's kind of like, ugh, is the uh, the camera guy, um, oh, RJ. Yeah. He's a bit of an arsehole. Like, in the beginning when he, uh, General Ortega's character is like, oh, I'm not sure about this. He's like, ugh, loosen up. You're such a prude. And then when she's like, okay, I want to get in on this. He's like, how could you do that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, he's one of those, like, really annoying bros. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what one of my favorite bits is the crocodile or the alligator. I, I don't know the difference between the two creatures. Um, it's just such a weird inclusion. Like, here's <laughs> yeah. a pet alligator. Um, I don't know what your opinion is on that. <laughs> I I mean, it's great, isn't it? Like <laughs> it would be so cool to have like just a lake in your back garden and you've got like a crocodile or an alligator, and that is yeah. your little like thing that protects you and yeah you you're just shove people in there that piss you off <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> it almost reminded me of betty white's character from lake placid i don't know if yeah. you've seen yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i guess maybe it was just be like oh these people are hicks and because it, it does feel quite exploitation you know it's very texas chainsaw massacre in its yeah. atmosphere isn't it yeah, um definitely. what do you think were its influences apart from texas chainsaw Oh, um, I mean, most slashes, right? Like it's it fits that formula um mm. very perfectly. Um, oh gosh, I haven't even thought about that really. Um, oh, apart from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you put me on the spot now. Yeah. Sorry, my brain. No, you're okay. That's great. <laughs> no, I say, I say, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like the the main one, kind of. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, although apparently stuff like Psycho and The Shining. Yeah, um, and of course Debbie Does Dallas as well. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Um, I kind of see The Shining, but like. Mm-hmm. Not really massively because it's not, they're not really, they are in the middle of nowhere, I guess, but not as isolated as they are in The Shining. Um, I can kind of see it being a bit of a loose connection, but yeah, Psycho. Yeah, like a 
yeah, yeah. bodies in the basement <laughs> yeah like if mrs uh bates had never died and yeah, it was her yeah. doing that yeah <laughs> definitely um so we touched a little bit on the conservative kind of pentecostal religious aspect and obviously that's i guess it's going to be a segue into Maxine which is going to be the next film in this trilogy um but what did you think about that playing on like the tv um screen in quite a few of the scenes what do you think the point of that was um I mean it was it was interesting I guess it is like very obviously there to kind of lead you into like Maxine being she's going to be the main character and we're going to lead her into into the movie Maxine Mm. um but I I guess it's a good it's a good commentary on people who have been brought up very religious and in this very having to grow up in this uh ideal of having the like the nuclear family and getting married and having the kids um and then once you have that one person that's gonna go away from it um they are they're banished aren't they they're like they are the most evil people ever (laughs) they've been like tempted in by the devil um and it will be it'll be very interesting to see where they take that if they do with with Maxine. I would presume that they would do yeah. um, if they will play around with with the religious side of it a bit more. Because um, I guess because they did quite a bit with Pearl as well, right? Like mm. it's been a thing that's been quite prominent throughout that. Um, so yeah, like I think it will be it will be interesting to see where they take it. Because I think like again, religion and like horror goes hand in hand a little bit yeah. as well as there's lots of stuff to do with with religion throughout many different types of genre of uh, horror movies um so yeah I think it will be it'll be an interesting one to kind of like to take on um and explore it a bit further because it's only, yeah it is only like little snippets and stuff here and there yeah. where we see the the dad I wonder if like the dad's gonna come mm. and try and like save her yeah. <laughs> not that she needs saving but you know yeah if there'll be anything like that because I don't know anything about the story for Maxine yeah I don't know if anything has come out for it but I haven't seen it all I know is that it's just like based in the 80s and possibly like on Sunset Strip or yeah that's, that that's kind been of about it yeah yeah but um no I am like I preferred Pearl to X yeah but I am interested where they go with Maxine yeah Um, definitely and yeah it would be really interesting if they brought like religious horror into it like what if there's you know like a almost like an an exorcism scene but you know like a not like full-on demon possession but they're almost (laughs) like oh we've got to save this girl so let's give her an exorcism kind of uh, way yeah but I definitely felt like with the inclusion of those clips it even though it's set in the 70s almost made it feel like it could have been set in modern day because like America's still like that it's not like it's moved on from the 70s it's still very prejudiced against you know sexual freedom reproductive freedom anything like that it's still it that's almost what is scary about it that they haven't moved on from the 70s no yeah definitely it is the more and more I see like clips of like of news bits going on in America. Mm. I'm like, what is going on? Like, there's still so yeah. backwards with all of that stuff. And I guess that's kind of a, a bit of a commentary as well that yeah. you know, sex workers should have more freedom, um, and that because they'll be safer. It's proven that that will, yep. they will be safer if there are 
if it's made legal and there are rules in place mm-hmm. um to keep sex workers safe um yeah. and it's it's like it is bizarre that like especially in america that it's still very much like a 60s 70s like mm. america there's been no reason <laughs> at all yeah. like especially coming from sex workers yeah <clears throat> it is a strange thing um so would you recommend x to horror fans yeah, I would say so. Um I'm especially yeah, if you're if you're into slashers, yeah, some great death scenes. Um it has a very positive conversation about um sex workers. Mm-hmm. Um and it, I think it will be a really interesting trilogy once like mm-hmm. Maxine comes out. Um I I see I was you said that you preferred Pearl when I first watched Pearl. I didn't like it as much as X mm. um, and I know it kind of like it flips a little bit with people I think yeah. I think that like you either prefer Pearl or you prefer X but now that I've kind of I've rewatched Pearl again I'm like oh actually no I get it yeah I, as I was go- going into Pearl I was expecting something like X mm. and it's not at all it's like a kind of a completely different movie but it's, yeah like, it's linked in um so yeah you have a great evening in watching (laughs) watching x (laughs) yeah i even though like i wasn't a big fan of it i would i would say watch it just for just the interesting conversations obviously about sex work and um, sexual freedom as well as even though i think it was a negative depiction i think it does raise a healthy conversation about um depictions of older women um uh, exploitation, um, what they call like the psycho biddy genre, which I guess was yeah. started by stuff like um, whatever happened to Baby Jane. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to being able to go back and watch the trilogy where once Maxine comes out, watching it in um, chronological order rather than yeah. like starting in the middle, going back and then going forward. So I'm looking forward to watching it all three. Um, but yeah, you know what? Like, I'm not a massive fan of Ty West. I like how he does nods back to past eras of horror I think he does that really really well where he knows what to do to make it look like a 70s film or you know like a 60s film with uh, I think House of the Devil um yeah I think he's an interesting filmmaker not one I necessarily am a fan of but yeah like I yeah I would recommend it just for people yeah to watch although I will say there's this point where a guy goes into the barn and he steps on a nail and I'm like this is why you don't like me and my friends have had this discussion we're like this is why you don't go barefoot into a flipping barn like <laughs> yeah why everyone knows this happens <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it was an interesting choice to do that it definitely. was yeah <laughs> yeah um so let's move on to my choice of film then which was a first time watch for me um and I decided to take a chance on it. So I went with 1975 Shivers, um, directed and written by David Cronenberg. If you think you're not afraid of the dark, if you think you have a strong stomach, if you feel nothing can shock you, if you say you don't scare easily, if you believe you've seen everything, then prepare yourself for a motion picture that takes you beyond fear, beyond your wildest nightmares, and brings you face to face with terror. 
beyond the power of priest or science to exercise. What are they? Raging demons from another world? Bloodthirsty creatures that must be killed? Or incarnations of absolute evil? And it is a science fiction body horror film that is centered on a luxury apartment complex complex, um, where we, it opens and we see this older man and like this really made me uncomfortable the scene, but this older man um, seems to be like kidnapping this teenager and he kills her, slices open her stomach and then he commits suicide. And it all turns out there's these little organisms, these parasites that have been created um, and they are let loose in this apartment complex. And when they get in, they turn people into sex-hungry homicidal maniacs. Um, yeah, it's such... It's an interesting film. It's not what I was expecting. Um, what is your opinion on Shivers? <laughs> um, so it was the first time watch for me as well. Right, okay. um, and I actually watched it this morning um <laughs> <laughs> like like 8 a.m so yeah. it was it was perfect um yeah it is bizarre like I know Cronenberg makes some weird shit but yeah. <laughs> like but this was yeah that opening scene made me really uncomfortable yeah. I was like where where is this going and it kind yeah. of it obviously it makes sense as we kind of go along but I that whole scene was mm. just so uncomfortable. So I was like, is yeah. there gonna be like is there a sexual assault happening? Yeah. Like, or like what and how old is this girl? Because she's yeah. in a school uniform. So is she like 13, 14? Turns yeah. out she's like 19, right? Or something. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I I I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> like I thought it was it was quite it was interesting it reminded me a lot of the sadness yes yeah um just people getting infected and doing crazy sex stuff <laughs> yeah yeah but I it was a really great pick for for this subject definitely yeah the there's a few things like so sticking with the whole teenage girl thing there's a point which like so there's a doctor within this apartment complex and um an older man comes to him. It's like, oh, I think I've got an STD because I've been sleeping with that teenager. And it turns out the teenager has been sleeping with like a whole bunch of people. And it just felt really like, what are they saying about this teenage girl? And why is this super old man sleeping with her? Like, yeah, all of these people seem to be terrible people, like (laughs) absolute terrible people. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That bit just really creeped me out. I was just like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because it wasn't like, i I guess I don't know if you're made to presume that she is she is a sex worker or if she's just being taken advantage of a lot you don't because you don't really see any she doesn't even talk like this girl like she barely she doesn't even scream at any point when she's when she is being like kidnapped um and not even really when well she does have a tape mouth her her mouth taped closed when yeah. uh, when she's been sliced open but there's just there, there's a little bit of a struggle there's just nothing yeah. so you don't know anything about her yeah um so yeah she just kind of like felt like this kind of doll that's just been yeah. like thrown around um old men have sex with and there's a lot of old men living in this like <laughs> <laughs> apartment yeah. complex with a lot yeah. of like very good looking women like yeah. a lot of like older men all together like it's it's very strange 
Yeah, and <laughs> like it turns out that so this teenager Annabelle had been used as like a guinea pig for this parasite that had been developed. So the guy that killed her in the beginning turns out he was a scientist that had created this parasite because he wanted to turn the world into a beautiful mindless orgy like it's (laughs) such a weird like he'd implanted the parasite into her to see what would what it would do and it's just it's such a strange concept you're like but why um what do you think Cronenberg was trying to say about this like scientist creating this STD parasite oh who knows <laughs> what he's trying to say here like I can't I can't even like make up anything like it just like I don't I don't even think there could be any commentary about what was going on at the time like mm-hmm. for um for this like it just it feels like it's some maybe some kind of like deep secret like fantasy that Cronenberg has where he wants the world to just be like a massive orgy <laughs> like <laughs> Like, who knows? Like, <laughs> like Cronenberg is fucked up. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he seems to have he seems to have this obsession with sex, though, doesn't he? But uh, Cronenberg. So obviously, we had Videodrome. The Fly is another one that was kind of, yeah. you know, metaphorical about sex and perhaps STDs and STIs. Mm-hmm. And then obviously with his most recent one, Crimes of the Future, as well, like that. A lot of his films are very sexually charged, yeah. Um, which is kind of strange. Like, is he a repressed <laughs> sexual? Like, it's just I, yeah. know, I find him a very strange filmmaker, which I guess is the point. Um, yeah, yeah. What do you think of him as a filmmaker? Well, I, don't, I was just going to say, like, I haven't watched a whole lot of his films, and I feel like I need to now. I'm like slowly. I've seen The Fly, obviously. I've seen Shivers, um, and um, like an infinity pool as well and like I and then like they're the only ones I've seen and I'm like oh I want to see like more of what this like mental guy is like <laughs> is making because like um I've been I mean I I've enjoyed them mm. like I think they're they're quite interesting films um and they do raise really good talking points um but yeah, he does. He does just make some weird. They're never films that I would kind of suggest to not your know, kind of everyday horror person yeah. to, to watch. You have to kind of go. You can watch this, but like, yeah, as a pre warning, there's some yeah. weird stuff going on here. <laughs> like, yeah, you're like, don't judge me for for you know <laughs> recommending it to you. Yeah, 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 he's just. I I really love the fly. The fly is like one of my favorite body horror films because it's just so disgusting. Um. But yeah, I find his, like, we were talking in in the beginning of the episode where we were saying how a lot of horror films can be, like, sexual awakenings for people. And I wonder if any of his films have been sexual awakenings for people. (laughs) I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) Anyone find that little parasite attractive? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, like, the way I'd heard about this film, people were like, oh, it's all about sex. But, like, for me, it was mainly about sexual assault more than anything because it is like there's so much sexual assault in this film just as a trigger warning um especially there's a point yeah that's it there was a point there's a point at which so the doctor and his assistant his nurse assistant are trying to get out and she goes down to the car park and the security guard sexually assaults her and I don't know about you but the doctor took so long to react like this guy was 
assaulting her and he's just like let me slowly bring this gun up and very slowly shoot him you're like dude yeah hurry up go quicker (laughs) please like (laughs) Um, and then there's another bit where a lady and her very young daughter is in the lift and a guy comes in and attacks both of them um that bit was another bit that just really disturbed me and I don't know like what you thought about all this kind of young inclusion of like young people in this apartment complex I mean every time it was kind of alluded it was going to happen I was like don't do it and I was like maybe they won't do it and then obviously they do um and I'm kind of in I don't like that they did it but Mm. I'm glad that it was it wasn't as graphic as what it could have been yeah um which you know they can it could could have gone that far um if we wanted to um it was it was just like a it was a kiss right and then it's kind of yeah that's all and any kind of you're she's covered in blood and you're kind of you see that kind of illusion especially with the the much younger girl mm. um I mean I don't think it's always like is necessary right like I think that we we don't need to um see these sexual assaults on children um at all whether or not i know that you want it to be like the whole world to be an orgy but it doesn't need to involve yeah. children right <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> definitely it kind of turns into like almost a zombie film doesn't it because towards the yeah. end the main character is trying to get away and he goes towards the swimming pool in the complex and um there's just like these hordes of parasitic sex hungry people banging on the walls and it just it feels like it veers into traditional zombie territory yeah Um, what did you think of of the that end scene I mean I'm I'm quite glad that no one escaped I was gonna I like I always like that at the end of horror films that yeah you know the because in that kind of world I don't think there would be any way to to escape. They'll catch up yeah. with you eventually. It feels like it would be, it is going to be this thing that's just going to take over the world. Um, and it was it was interesting to kind of play with like, the zombie side of it a little bit. Because when I, I was reading up about it before I watched it, said it was like a zombie-esque mm. film. And as I was kind of, it was, isn't really until the end, like you said, is when mm. it gets all like zombie fight. I was like, when are like, do they die and then they come back all horny yeah. like when like <laughs> I won when does when does this happen um but like yeah I quite I quite liked the ending I thought it was, mm. it was good um yeah like no escape they're gonna they're gonna take over and we're all just gonna be shagging each other <laughs> what it seems like, like. <laughs> yeah it's really like because obviously we've got this apartment complex which is isolated in it of itself so we've got that setting of like isolation that we see in mm-hmm. a lot of kind of zombie films like when it starts off it's always set in like an apartment complex or you know a shopping mall or something and then at the end we see them driving out and going into the the outer world and it's like well now the infection's going to spread to the rest of the world or the rest of Canada at least um so yeah I thought that very very last sequence was was interesting that it wasn't just going to end up just in this complex it was actually gonna spread to the world like a lot of um infections and uh diseases do as we have previously seen (laughs) in actual (laughs) real life um so what do you think the subtext is behind shivers what do you think Cronenberg was trying to say in the whole film 
Oh, I mean, <laughs> who knows, right? Like, like <laughs> but like, um, I get. I wonder if it's like the the danger of sex and the danger of sleeping mm. with multiple people, um, especially kind of I guess like around that time when there was like uh more people were just having sex with mm. lots of different people and being very open with like with their sexualities around around mm. about that time, um. The yeah, maybe he's like commentating on that on that danger that you know STIs exist and yeah, you know, they can they they can take over and they can spread very easily. Um, yeah, I mean, I I can't. I, yeah, that's what I kind of like. I took away from it really. But. Yeah, I wonder if because so this complex is very self sufficient and it it seems to be, you know, the upper end. I I could imagine that it's only kind of upper class rich people that live here I wonder if he was saying anything about you know the the upper class thinking they're kind of better than everyone else and thinking they're above stuff like crime disease and that he was kind of saying well it doesn't matter what class system you're from things like this will always happen and there there will always be sexual assaults and murder and violence and disease and that you know it doesn't just come from lower class areas it's a human thing unfortunately and that sometimes it trickles downwards so when they leave the apartment complex and go into the wider world it's it's almost like he's saying that it can come from the top and trickle downwards um yeah so I wonder if that's if that's another point that he was kind of making as well yeah definitely yeah that could that could totally be it because yeah I think they they're all predominantly white as well um they're all all couples I don't think apart from like the old perverts that live (laughs) live in the places I think they're all they're all kind of like coupled up again like you're saying rich and all in this um uh apartment building so yeah I think that it could definitely be a a commentary on that as well and how Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't matter who you are or what you are um this will exist and this will always be around yeah um so would you recommend shivers to horror fans I think that I yeah sure (laughs) (laughs) I I did have I did have fun uh watching it um Mm. I it wasn't what I was expecting like mm. at all. Um, I it probably won't be on my like constant rewatch list. Yeah. But like I'm I'm glad that I watched it and I'm glad that I saw this kind of like early movie by him. Um, <clears throat> uh, but yeah, it comes with a bit of a, a heavy trigger warning. Really, I guess it was mm. a, it was a it definitely won't be up this morning. <laughs> like, yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like I'm glad I I watched it. And like, I'm glad I'm kind of making my way through Cronenberg's uh, library of films. But yeah, like yourself, I don't think I it, it would be quick to be on my rewatch again. Um, yeah. I would recommend it, I think, again, just to be like, you know, watch Cronenberg film, you know, watch kind of his early ones and where he came from, especially compared to where he's going now with stuff like Crimes of the Future. Um, yeah, I mean like we said I think it comes with a very strong caveat about like you're not going into a traditional horror film and you know plenty of trigger (laughs) warnings for everything ever Mm -hmm. um but yeah no I I guess I would recommend it yeah 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 (laughs) 
<laughs> um, so out of the two films, if you had to pick one, if someone was like, I want to watch a film about sex in horror, and you had to pick one of them to recommend, which one would you? Um, or I would... I would probably uh, think I'd pick X because it's got mm-hmm. a little bit of a healthier representation yeah. of sex um, apart from um, sex with older people, which <laughs> is, is made feel like it's yeah. the most disgusting thing ever. Um, but I think that, yeah, that is, that is a slightly more positive representation um, and um, less sexual assaults, which is <laughs> like, yeah. which is always nice. Yeah, like, I mean, there's one, but there's less. Yeah, than yeah, there is yeah. one. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think if I was like, oh, they want one about sex, then I'd go with X because I'm like, that is very, you know, it's about sexual freedom, sexual workers perhaps a commentary on sex with older bodies um but and I feel like the sex in shivers is a bit more metaphorical for other things so yeah. if you were just like sex is what I want to watch about then I'd go with x I think um but yeah uh so what do you think is the future for sex in horror films I mean I guess we're kind of getting it with you know David Cronenberg and then his son um who did um that film that we just mentioned that I can't Infinity remember Pool. that's it Infinity yeah, Pool yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, what is that film um <laughs> that his his son did Brandon Cronenberg did but what do you think is the future of sex in horror films I mean it was it's going to be interesting right because because of this conversation that gen z's are having and mm. gen z's of the future now they're going to be our future filmmakers so um i mean i i hope that it doesn't go away um because like we were saying at the start like horror and sex go so hand in hand and yeah, yeah i feel like you can't really have one without the other there's always a little bit of sex in horror um yeah. in one one kind of one form whether it's very obvious like in x or yeah. like kind of subtle like in another film that i can't think of right now. <laughs> <laughs> um so i mean i it i feel like it has to stay like mm-hmm. it, it can't it can't go away and i hope that like it doesn't get continually gets um kind of censorized censorized is that word um, <laughs> more, more censored um yeah. uh because yeah we we need it we need it in horror definitely like <laughs> yeah 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 I do think it's an interesting take on it that because of the conversation recently that there might be an influx of sexual horror films because people you know I guess because at the moment kind of in charge of writing the horror films that you know are they going to have a pushback to what gen zers are saying and what are we going to see in the next few years against that um i guess as well technology might come into it with you know how fast technology is growing at the moment um mm-hmm. it might be an interesting thing to mix with that i guess yeah. um especially with stuff like crimes of the future that touched on like technology and abuse of medical science um yeah I can't wait to see what sex is like in horror in a couple of years. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so before we go, I always ask my guests, what is your favorite horror film? Oh, see, is that I feel like I asked this question as well, and yeah. um I it feels like it's such a difficult question because it changes like mm. daily, as I'm sure it does with with most people. Um, so I'd say 
Like a movie that means the most to me and will always have a special place in my heart. And I know it's very basic, but it is Scream. Yeah. Um, I think that was, that is the movie where I I fell in love with the slasher genre. Um, mm-hmm. when I was kind of probably one of the first slashers that I watched. Um, and I was like, oh, this is great. Like I love, I love a kind of a uh um movies in general, but like a, a horror movie more so where I can have a load of fun with it and mm. um I can kind of and I like a movie that plays around with with the genre a bit and I like love a movie with Easter eggs in as well. Yeah. Where I can be like, oh no, I get this and I get that. Um that's a, Scream is a movie and the whole kind of franchise is like a series of movies that I will always go back to. It'll be my comfort movie. Mm. It'll be something that if I just want to have something on in the background or so I'm like I'm doing something else or I'm like I'm crocheting or something yeah. like that that would be like it'll be something to put on that will like chill me out and like maybe feel good so yeah yeah I can't always go with scream I think yeah it is such like even for me like it's not one of my favorite horror films but it is just such a film that you can re-watch and re-watch and like like almost like it's 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 a good Halloween watch it's a good like yeah it's just one of those films that never like its impact is never diluted by however many times you watch it I still think it's a really good film and I actually really enjoy the franchise as well yeah it's it's, apart from Evil Dead is like my favorite franchise but it's it's probably like my second favorite franchise after that yeah definitely yeah (laughs) um so thank you so much for coming on and talking about sex yeah (laughs) thank you very much for having me (laughs) Uh, where can people find you on social media uh, so you can find uh, me on Twitter at a boy Leslie, um, and you can find Drunken Horror on Twitter and Instagram at Drunken Horror, and I kind of do my life updates on my personal one um, and the podcast stuff on the on the podcast one. Um, and yeah, come check us out. We've got some fun things coming up in the next couple of months. So. <laughs> Great, thank you so much. So that was my chat there with Alice about sex in horror. Um, Let me know. What did you think about this chat? What is your opinion on this whole pro-sex versus anti-sex thing that's kind of going on right now over a social media? Um, It's very strange. Very strange. This kind of puritanical um a thing that's going on at the moment this kind of puritanical vibe that the younger generation has um yeah uh let us know what you think on social media it is on x or twitter it's always going to be known as twitter not x um on twitter at what underscore scream you can also find me on blue sky at what a scream podcast on instagram at what a scream as well as now i'm on tiktok like who do i think i am I'm actually on TikTok now um, at What A Screen Podcast. Um, So follow us there. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to us on. And don't forget to stay horrific. Goodbye.